Welcome to this week's episode of the SaltCast. This week I have a dear friend of mine, Matt Johnson, hopping on with me today who is a licensed counselor, and we're going to walk through the topic of mental health, which can be a unique challenge in this season of life for people who are battling anxiety and depression, and so I think he's going to give some really practical and helpful tips on how we can continue to move forward in our days. So let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the SaltCast. This week we have Matt Johnson hopping on with us. Matt, how are we doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Doing awesome. I was so pumped to be able to have you on this episode because, well, one, Matt is a very dear friend of mine. He has been a a leader, a mentor, a a roommate, you could say, for a year and a half. A little bit in the basement and then a little bit upstairs, kicked Micah out of his room, had his room with all the uh, Captain America, all the superheroes on the wall. It was amazing. Uh, but yeah, so we, I mean, shared a lot of good time in Iowa city and you taught me a lot of great things. And so it's fun to, yeah, be able to catch up with you and, and chat with you. And I, I believe it was a year ago that your career shifted uh, Mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, Was it a year ago that you graduated to get your degree? Yeah. About a year ago. Yep. Okay. I switched over and you got a a degree to be a licensed counselor from Midwestern. What made you want to jump in that? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. So I, way back after I accepted Christ and kind of got involved in ministry, I knew I wanted to go to seminary for ministry, but kind of the two things on the table at the time, a long time ago was just, was I going to do youth ministry or was I going to do counseling? Um, and I'm not exactly sure. I think I chose youth ministry because at the time youth counseling sounded really lame. Um, and it was like a middle twenties and I was like, nah, I don't want that. I want to be, I want to have fun. Um, so yeah. And then somebody recalled that conversation with me and through lots of other conversations with counsel with, um, Mark Arendt and, um, Mm. other people that really knew me well. Um, they also solidified like, yeah, man, you might want to consider going into counseling instead of, um, Mm. instead of church ministry. Um, so yeah, jumped on that board and, uh, did online Midwestern Baptist Seminary, um, got my degree in mental health counseling. So, Wow. Well, I'm, I'm extremely excited to jump into our topic today because I think you're going to have some sweet insight when it comes to the realm of mental health. But first, I'm curious to hear, in this kind of new season that we're in, what have been some blessings that you've seen in this quarantine state that we've been in? Yeah, yeah. So we have had... Um, a wonderful opportunity is having the kids home all the time um, yeah. and really now never getting to go anywhere. <clears throat> uh, so it's been really great, though, because honestly, before um, COVID started, I would say our, our, our kids were um, had understanding of each other. Uh, but now I can see that friendship is forming. Um, with, oh, that's with, so cool. And, and for the, for everybody to know, I have three boys, um, 10, eight and seven. Um, so it's a party. It, it's, it's, it's a party, um, for sure. And, uh, Mike, our oldest is a, a leader, a natural born leader, um, that we have to literally just harness that leadership into positive directions. And he has really stepped up and understood his brothers a lot more. And his brothers have understood him mm. to where the point that they're actually having fun together. 
Um, oh, that's and, so cool. Yeah, and they're just being creative together, all things that you dream of as a parent that wasn't happening before, that is happening now, um, that we couldn't have produced on our own. So, Man, that's so cool. I mean, I think yep. there's so many things that I've had to learn to stop and just observe and, and to be thankful for all the things that have been able to happen in this season. And and so it's cool to hear that it's taking place for your boys. And I mean, you guys getting more intentional time and I'm sure it gets a little chaotic with them home all the time. Always, yeah, no, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sweet, Matt. And I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, I love those dudes a lot. And so I can't <laughs> wait to see them again soon. But, they were uh, really jealous that I was going to get to like see you and talk to you and yeah. So. <laughs> oh man, they're great. They're great. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do want to talk through a little bit um, as there has been a, a big shift in students going home and um, college students being around their peers and now they're always around their family and, and sometimes alone at home. Um, and one of the biggest issues in, in colleges today is mental health, uh, battling depression, anxiety, and things like that. And one of the things that I've learned in conversations is the, the thing that's most helpful is to be around other people, to be around community. Um, and that can be a difficult thing for people fighting mental health to do. It can already be difficult to fight isolation by being at your house, fight just escaping, watching TV shows nonstop to escape reality. Like those are already difficult things. And now it's an even heightened extent of that with needing to be at home, more difficult to find community where, I mean, lies can run rampant, worry, anxiety, because that's all that we're kind of intaking from media. And, and so with that being a scenario for a lot of people throughout the country, that can feel like they're alone in this, what have been some things that you've, um, yeah, just been thinking through from your perspective of even working with some people? Yeah. Um, you know, one, I'll get a little, like, this isn't a great, like, great takeaway as, like, practical of what maybe to do, but I, I think understanding that everybody is going to, is, is pretty much experiencing this thing the same. Um, and, and that it shows all of us, our humanity, that mm. we're all created in God's image. We all are, yeah. uh, even, you know, from city to city. And it's just as cool that <laughs> the virus spares nobody. Um, it doesn't mm. discriminate it, it, you know, it really is an equal opportunity attacker. Yeah. Um, and so that's just something that kind of is a great way to be celebrated of like, wow, we're all so similar. And, and I think that can be a positive thought um, for us. Um, and then in that same thought is that in the midst of the chaos that I have this mental picture of God literally on a ginormous stone throne and he's sitting on it and he's still on his throne. Mm. This, this virus has not dethroned him or taken him off. He hasn't gotten up off of his chair out of worry or anxiety or, um, yeah, it, we watched, uh, Lord of the Rings. We did with the boys through this coronavirus, right. And, um, <clears throat> the pictures of the King sitting on the throne and, um, God just, he's like, I got it. 
Mm-hmm. Like I know exactly what's going on with each and every single person, all six billion of the people on this earth. And that's how ginormous God is and how big his throne is. And when I get to points where I just am like, dude, I don't even know what's going on. I just have to center myself on that thought of like, okay, God is still on his throne. Mm. He's still huge. He's still got all this. I don't know what's going on. I don't need to know what's going on. I just need to know. Yeah. That's so so good. Because I I was reading uh, in a book or article uh, the concept of fear and how whatever we are fearing in that moment is going to fuel our worry. So essentially, like if we are wrapped up in this concept and that is what is filling our mind, that fear is only going to snowball that worry and shrink who God is in our mind to the point where he seems distant. He seems not involved in the situation. And so having that right perspective of God on his throne and a right fear of who God is can bring some comfort, can bring some rest in that. And so there's a scale, I think, of, of people experiencing this. Like we talked about how we're even like struggling with some of these anxious thoughts for the first time. Like we just want to be in community again. We want to be around mm-hmm. people again. And it's hitting us out of left field because we're like, we don't normally feel this. Or there's those stories of people who are actually struggling with anxiety and depression and this has been a struggle for them for a while, and it's actually a, a pretty terrifying reality to be in this state. And so uh, what, what are some helpful things that you would encourage them, um, wherever they're at on the scale, encouraging students to be like, man, these are some steps that you can be taking in this struggle? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, yeah, because I'll just say one thing. Anxiety really... Um, comes from whether it's there's few different ways it comes is one through uncertainty of what do I do? What is going on? What does God want me to do? How, how do, how do I process this? So uncertainty, which is a lot of our life right now, but then there's threats that creates anxiety. Um, there's the physical threat right now, right? The, the, Oh man. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of things are threatened, um, conflict. And so that can create anxiety uh, whether it's like, oh man, I'm moving back home with my parents and oh, there is sure. conflict there. And so that's going to breed more anxiety uh, and fears, as you stated, um, is going to create that. Um, and then last is unmet needs. Um, we're, we're creatures um, uh, <laughs> that are based on survival and we need that security. So there's the unmet needs of economic security or emotional security um, that we're also feeling. And so this whole thing is this like this great breeding ground for anxiety. Um, and, and so that's just to give people words as to why they may be experiencing anxiety for the first time or to new Mm. levels, um, of just like, Oh yeah, okay. That might be why. And when you know why that helps you to live in the light or to like get Um. things, get things out. Um, and one of the struggles now is like everyone's in isolation. So how do you get things out? Right. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, zoom, like, do you really open up in zoom? Like it's that awkward. We're not really used to it. Like we've had FaceTime for a few years now, but it's more just fun and everything. And do we really use it for like this serious realm? And, uh, And so there's, 
some people will be okay using, you know, getting things out yeah. <laughs> via Zoom. But then there's just going to be people that don't feel comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I would say to those people is honestly find a practice of getting your thoughts and your emotions out there, whether that's journaling, whether that's verbal prayer, whether that's um, just some way to get your thoughts out, to get your emotions out. Um, because what happens is we get these thoughts in our mind and they stay there. And then another one comes in and pretty soon it's this whole web and jumbled Mm -hmm. mess. Um, and really getting our thoughts out there, whether they're questions, those are thoughts, right? They, they help us process things. Um, so get them out there and then your emotions do the same thing and you get all jumbled. What am I feeling? I don't really know what I'm feeling. And if you can just get them out there and verbalize them, mm. whether it's to a wall or just self-awareness is really what it creates. Um, and so you know exactly what you're going through and mm. that's going to help you move the ball along like the field yeah. for sure. So. That's so helpful. Cause I, I could just see students being overwhelmed on the emotional aspect of everything that's happening and having that kind of paralyzed fear, but not having any idea why. I feel like those are all maybe different situations that people, and maybe even all of them, like going home with uncertainty, going home with threats against health. There's conflict at home. A lot of students just like worried about the home life that they're going to. And and having words to put towards the anxiety being the first step in actually attacking that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's incredibly helpful. And even just your encouragement of get those words out, those things. Yeah. You don't stop at just diagnosing it or figuring out why you have to get those words out and process. And it's incredibly difficult to do that when we're away from other people, but even just verbally speaking out loud, journaling, prayer, um, bringing those things to the Father because those things need to be processed through. Um, yeah. Worship, that's another way you, you yeah. can get things out. Like there's a lot of great worship songs and you just uh, eventually listen to enough worship songs, you get all your feels out. So what would you say is just an encouragement that you want to give to people who are currently wrestling with anxiety or depression right now in this time? It's okay to feel what you're feeling and to think what you're thinking, but don't settle for that truth. Hmm. Settle, settle for, for God, the one true living hope um, hmm. that y- you can, you can think and feel those things. Totally. That's, that's human. That's yeah. right. That's okay. But don't stop there. Um, if I had one thing to say, that's what I'd say. Thank you for taking some time to talk through those things. And I hope that this can be just a a helpful way to process for many people who are going through this and to look back at some of those points that you said. The first one is you have to know why. And you put some clear language to a lot of different reasons that kind of feed our anxiety. Um, And then once you know why, you have to get your words out, the, the frustrations, the anxieties, the worries, all of those things you have to voice in some way, whether that's uh, to a wall, like you said, whether that's journaling, whether that's prayer, whether that's worship, all of those things are good ways to get those emotions out. And then the last one that you just said is don't stop there. 
look to the truths of Scripture, look to who our God is, coming full circle to what you said at the beginning, like God is on the throne, um, and you have to anchor yourselves in those truths in order to continue to press on and not stay with our feet in cement, but to, to press on towards just the next day and the next truth of what, what God's speaking to us that day. So thank you for taking some time. I think that that will be incredibly helpful to a lot of students who are walking through that. For sure, man. Appreciate you. Love you. We'll talk soon, Matt. All right. Thanks, man. Bye. Thanks for jumping in to this week's episode of the SaltCast. Again, if you want any more information on Salt Company in the Twin Cities, you can follow us at either Salt St. Paul or UMN Salt. But otherwise, have a great week. We'll be back with another episode next week.